0: I'm wise because I didn't have to go through that, but I already knew that that was not a good path. Hello, faith companions, and welcome to yet another episode of the Kingdom Personified podcast, where we tackle faith-based conversations and teachings designed to nurture our kingdom nature. I'm your host, Pearl, and in today's episode, we will be tackling the wisdom of the Lord. Before we start, do subscribe, share with others who might need some inspiration, who might learn a thing or two. Leave us comments down below. I'd really love to hear what you have to say and would love to incorporate a Q&A section in the podcast where I can address some of your burning questions without any further ado let's get right into it today's topic as i mentioned earlier will be about the wisdom of god and a little bit about humility now what exactly is the fear of god proverbs nine ten says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy one is understanding This familiar scripture often stays within the confines of our memories, yet the practice of it is often relegated. In today's world, the fear of the Lord is limited and in some cases non-existent. I mean, we do love the Lord, don't get me wrong, we do serve the Lord, and that's another thing we do really well. But living And this magnificent grace that we have, has truly led us to diminish the fear of the Lord. Now, I will tell you why this is dangerous. Firstly, the lack of fear of God causes us to sin limitlessly. I mean, isn't he going to forgive you anyway? This causes us to be very tolerant of sin. And... Even if we aren't necessarily the ones committing the sins ourselves, we can be very accommodating of sin around us. We will sit through gossip, participate in lies indirectly, and not expose them because, I mean, you're not the one who spoke the lies directly, are you? Well, Proverbs forty-seven-seven says, God uh, says about Jesus, actually, um, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. So, we cannot be seen flirting with sin. Not only does that um, please God if we are not compromising, but this gives us favor, right? We have favor in God's eyes and we can live in righteousness and walk in righteousness and that's the only way we can guarantee the promises that god has for us secondly it will cause you to be complacent once you've reached a certain level i mean there's nothing more you can do to please god further can you all right an absence of the fear of the lord can hinder spiritual growth because we can never truly have an understanding who God is, and we can never have all the revelations of the word of God while we are on earth. A complacent Christian does not only stop growing spiritually, but they can dwindle and ultimately that can lead to an erosion of faith. You start questioning God, you start getting offended at him, you start being less patient with him because you aren't really renewing your faith. Hebrews uh, 2, one says we must pay the most careful attention therefore to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. It's crucial for us to keep renewing ourselves, keep praying, keep reading the word, keep fasting and most importantly keep fearing the Lord. In the era that we live in, I love how God is evidently showing up and raising people for this generation who will not compromise and who are sort of raising the standard of salvation. We love quoting the verse from Haggai 2.9, which says, um, the latter glory will be greater than the former. But do we truly understand what that entails? I was reading the story of Ananias and Sapphira, not so long ago, and I didn't quite understand the whole point of their death until the Holy Spirit revealed it to me. And I mean, although it did serve as a warning to the church to bring them to an understanding of God's standards of holiness, for me, the true essence of that story was the glory of God, His presence that was so pure that it could not stand sin. And in those early church times the presence of god was at a peak there was a fullness of his presence and glory and you had to be completely holy to stand in that kind of glory now imagine the latter glory where god's presence will once again be at a peak do you imagine how much more the standard of holiness will be raised because as much as the glory will be greater the holiness amongst uh christians or god's people ought to be greater maybe this time the rebellion that we've been hearing about won't necessarily be about being rebellious against the church and the leadership i mean that could happen but maybe the lifestyle will set us apart right um in such a way that it makes others feel uncomfortable in their sin the rebellion of this generation needs to start with going against culture against the complacency of christians against the lack of fear of God. because we cannot have a greater glory without a greater holiness of the church we quoted earlier the scripture from proverbs 9 10 right now Here we've mentioned the fear as the beginning of wisdom. But it surely doesn't end there. According to the word, God's wisdom is foolish. And to God, our wisdom is foolish. 1 Corinthians 3.19 says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, He catches the wise in their craftiness god chose to use foolishness to bring salvation he chose foolishness to elevate jesus he chose foolishness to bring glory to his name because it's absolutely foolish to think that just going around telling people jesus died and you know trying to convince people is actually going to save people, right? It's foolish to the world that we get healed in the name of Jesus, that we rely on the Holy Spirit to teach us, to give us power, that we are saved from pure grace and not by works. But one that takes the cup has to be Luke 6:26 to 36. Now here Jesus basically says, pray for those who hurt you, bless those who hate you, give to everyone when they ask, every time they ask, lend to the broke, who probably won't be able to pay you back. Show extreme love to those who hate you. Be kind to the unthankful and the wicked and do the complete opposite of what the world does. And sometimes you might even be confused by those expectations which seem a bit foolish and sometimes unfair to us, right? But that's the wisdom of God. What is intelligence? Okay, let's try to define that. Intelligence is the quality of having experience of having knowledge and good judgment. Basically intelligence is knowing everything um, about everything, having the most insight on every kind of topic or every kind of um, knowledgeable thing there is. You cannot be intelligent unless you have the experience and the knowledge of all things the enemy has done a good job at making people think that they are intelligent and they know everything some even say that the earth is a million years old life was created from total nothingness the whole big bang theory and evolution that we come from apes that's total intelligence to most scientists right but when we Actually, take a look at the word of God. It says that he spoke a word and it was created. He took um, dust and made human beings. I mean, just the simple acts that God does seem foolish because we have associated intelligence with um, more complex and seemingly proven facts of science right but only God can be all-knowing and have all the expertise which means only God can be wise and that is why we need to trust his ways even when we do not actually understand and even though it does not really make sense to us So we know that being smart is being smart from books and reading a lot and uh, following advice. And being smart can come from your experience, your own personal experience. But being wise is actually different, uh, different. Being wise says, I will read the word of God. I will trust God. And I do not have to go through it to experience it because i know that god knows everything so i'm going to trust him so for example um if you decide that you're not going to have sex before marriage you're not going to steal you're not going to you're going to listen to your parents and you're going to take their advice um you're going to end up being in a better position even financially because firstly you're not going to get yourself into debt Unnecessarily because you're going to be taking all the advice that Proverbs has, which is so amazing. Um, you're going to be listening to God and not actually start dating and uh causing yourself heartache, unnecessary heartache, and um you're going to sacrifice your body literally as a living sacrifice. That is going to give you a couple years ahead of your peers who have decided to experience heartbreak, experience heartache, and now they are smart because they've been through that. But they've already been through that, which then is like, okay, you're smart, but I'm wise because I didn't have to go through that, but I already knew that that was not a good path, right? So that example should be able to kind of give you a clue of what the difference is. This applies to the very way in which we ought to behave, right? Um so this foolishness eliminates pride. It humbles you so God can be the one to elevate you. Since God's ways are higher and he cannot betray his nature, he remains humble and expects us to be just like him. The only way for God to remain humble is to use the foolishness of this world. He does everything in humility, and that's why his grace is made perfect in our weakness. That's why we are wise when we embrace the ways that seem foolish in this world. That's why we are elevated when we humble ourselves, because pride got Lucifer nowhere. That is definite evidence of foolishness. Um, We can see, by the way, you know, before a, a man's downfall, pride proceeds. So pride is always the first thing that gets people to a state of disaster. This is exactly what we see from the enemy. This is exactly what we see from people around the world. This is just a constant thing. So God has to get us to a place where we embrace humility to a point that we actually realize that that is the only way humility is the only way that we can be elevated and that we can avoid these um downfalls and these traps that the enemy has set for us in our lives when we humble ourselves we always come out at the top it's true that being the bigger person is actually great because that works for you. You allow God to actually fight because the battle is not even ours, it is His. When we humble ourselves, we're saying, God, take over. But when we want to be prideful, we are actually taking the place of God, which is a disaster, right? Um, So today, I just want to encourage you to... um, Honestly, try to embrace the ways of foolishness, embrace the ways that God says that we should do and the things that the word says that we should do. Fearing the Lord, uh, walking in humility, uh, walking in his ways and just embracing humility overall. That is what true wisdom is. Now, before we conclude, I'd like for us to pray. Heavenly Father, we humbly come before you, acknowledging the wisdom in fearing you. We repent for accommodating sin and becoming complacent in our faith. We ask for a deeper reverence for you, that we may continue growing in holiness. May we embrace your wisdom, even when it seems foolish to the world. Help us to live out the countercultural teachings of Jesus, reflecting his love and kindness to all. Grant us the grace to walk humbly before you, continually seeking your wisdom in all aspects of our lives. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 I get so excited after a prayer. Uh, because I just know that I've spoken to God and I've handed everything unto him and I know that this conversation was not in vain. Um, So it really does um, excite me. So in conclusion, the fear of the Lord shapes our actions and mindsets, right? It guards us from the complacency and impels us to pursue holiness. God's wisdom may seem foolish to the world, but it's the key to our transformation. As we embrace God's countercultural wisdom, we become vessels of his glory. So let's choose the wisdom of God over human intelligence, nurturing an eternal perspective that transcends earthly understanding. Remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and it is the cornerstone of our journey towards kingdom living. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Kingdom Personified podcast. If you found this episode impactful, please do subscribe, share with your fellow believers and leave a comment down below. I look forward to your questions for the upcoming Q&A segment. Until next time, let the fear of the Lord guide your steps on the incredible kingdom journey. Remember, you are kingdom personified.